Hello, Jesus time family. I am so happy to be back with you talking about what Jesus tells us in our times with him. And today what Jesus told me in my time with him. And guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I should have gone to Jesus last night. And I'm going to tell you why in a minute, but but I didn't. <laughs> and and I stayed with a very negative feeling for a long time, still struggling. But I'll tell you in a minute, not just what that feeling was, but what he has communicated to me and all the things in my heart that he is so faithful to expose and to speak into in a way that I can receive. So um, yesterday, I had the opportunity to teach at a small group. Now, by the time I publish this, it will be a few weeks later, but I had to come as soon as I could because I wanted to be able to communicate to you the freshness of my feeling of failure while it was still very raw. I taught a little bit at the small group yesterday, and our structure is such where we alternate between... um, who teaches, who leads the discussion. And it's not a big teaching. It's basically we're just taking what we learned from the Sunday message and going a little deeper. So we'll share something and then there's a discussion. So that doesn't sound too intense, right? Yeah, it's like no big deal, right? Okay, well, I had a plan and I had a uh, specific thing I wanted to share and I think the content was good but what had happened was we have um, been overwhelmed with activities they're not bad they're just a lot so I definitely overcommitted for this month but I'm a big girl and you need to do what you say you're going to do there's a verse in the bible that says keep your vow even to your hurt be faithful. That's it. That's a big deal, right? What the Lord requires of us is to be found faithful. So just like, okay, Lord, I'll just be faithful and I'll trust you to give me the strength. And then we got a puppy. You guys, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful because I'm a dog person and you know, we lost our beloved family dog in December. And so this was a huge blessing. Um, but along with blessings, sometimes comes great efforts, <laughs> great efforts and little sleep and divided attention all day long. So all this to say, I was tired. I don't wanna make excuses, and I, but I wanna set up for you the situation. So I am ready to teach or, or scheduled to teach. I don't know if I was ready. Um, my kids come into town from college that day, meeting their friends, that was super exciting but I'm still exhausted from the puppy stuff. And my brain is still full of all the other things that have to happen soon and throughout the month. And then I get a last minute text from a sister in the group saying, hey, can we sing happy birthday to my husband? When can this fit in the small group time? And so your indecisive gal, Gisela, is trying to figure out how to do this. And I have two co-leaders, so I'm reaching out to them and they're like, oh, whatever you think. So part of me is like, okay, I understand as a leader, I need to make decisions. And the other part of me is 
just tell me what to do. <laughs> but whatever, okay. So we kind of figure out a thing and figuring out, okay, how to include um, his birthday song within the context of an icebreaker so everything can go seamless because we want to stay on schedule. All right. So we ended up arriving a little late because I took a coma nap right before. And, oh, did I tell you I was also bringing snacks? So I had to figure out snacks. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so, so we're there. We start late. The icebreaker and the happy birthday song and distributing the cake also make us start a little bit late. So at this point, I'm feeling frazzled. I share the content that I thought was good, but ended up being not good because I did not give enough context. I did not set it up well. And I could tell as soon as we started the discussion that what I assumed people knew, they did not know. And so there was a little bit of backtracking a lot of clarification. And then even by the end of the night, a very sweet sister who had invited a beautiful, wonderful, sweet friend who is not yet a believer, told me after, she's like, yeah, my friend enjoyed it, but she just was a little confused because there was a little bit of lack of context. And so outwardly, I'm saying thank you so much. I really appreciate your input. You were totally right. I'm so sorry I I didn't develop this properly. And thank you for coming. And thank you for bringing your friend. But inside, you guys, I cannot communicate enough to you the level of embarrassment, discouragement, shame, frustration, and regret that I felt to such a degree that I, I, I almost cried, but I couldn't because there was fellowshipping after the group and then we had to take a gal home. So we had conversation with her and then I came home and uh, my kids and their friends were here, which was great, but there was just not time to process. And I stayed up till probably two in the morning asking Jesus to kill me now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding you guys. I, I felt this so deeply and I tried to process a little bit with my husband in the pockets of time that we had, but it was still unresolved. It was unresolved for me. So finally this morning I came to Jesus and I was like, Lord, tell me, just tell me, I can't process this. I don't know how to get through it. I have all these other commitments and even teaching opportunities coming up in the month that I am now feeling painfully ill-equipped for. So this is my time with Jesus today. Psalm 2.8, Jesus tells me, Only ask, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, the whole earth as your possession. And I felt like him saying, sweetheart, only ask. And I, I was reminded... I did not really ask for help with this small group. I did not ask for help for this teaching time. I was just trying to get through it. Ugh, Lord, you're right. I didn't ask. I'm so sorry. 
And then I prayed and I continued in my prayer to God as I journaled to tell him how embarrassed and discouraged I was. And now guilty because I didn't ask, Lord, I'm the worst. And then I was explaining to the Lord all the reasons why I was the worst and why this was terrible. And and then I was struggling because I felt like I was giving excuses. And I know, I know, guys, leaders don't make excuses. They take ownership. So I told God, God, I own this. I own me not asking you and me not handling this properly. So he revealed a layer, a layer under that. He's like, you know, honey, I don't know that it's as much about me as it's about you. And I sensed him revealing to me this was not a case of me not just not asking, but this was a case of me holding on to my idol of wanting success over wanting him glorified. And that I felt that, and he was right. Psalm 2.12 says, Submit to God's royal son, or he will become angry, and you will be destroyed in the midst of all your activities. Guys, that word pierced my heart. He's like, you have all these activities and you need to start by submitting to God. And he goes on in that verse, for his anger flares up in an instant, but what joy for all who take refuge in him. And you guys, for about 20 minutes, I was focused on God's anger instead of his invitation to come and take refuge in him so that I could have joy. And that was the struggle of me holding on to my idol versus going to God and taking refuge in him. That was hard. I don't know why it's hard, but it is. It is so much better to have the peace and joy of the Lord than to hold on to my idol and be anxious and discouraged and embarrassed. (laughs) And yet I struggled with that. And he was so sweet. He was so sweet to wait for me. And in my time with him, I was like, Lord, are you mad at me? Because I didn't submit to your son. I can't handle that. And he's like, honey, there's joy if you take refuge in me. Keep going. Keep going until you get there. And I was like, Lord, I want to get there, but I'm stuck. Psalm 3, verse 3. But you, O Lord are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. You guys, I felt like this verse, God spoke to me in such a deep and kind and gentle way so that he went deep into where my embarrassment resided and he lifted it up. I really felt the hand of God under my chin, lifting my head high. I felt restored. I felt seen. I felt forgiven. That was so sweet of my God to remind me that he is the one who holds my head high. Finally, Psalm 3 verse 8. Victory comes from you, O Lord. May you bless your people. The victory I want 
comes from the Lord, not my ability, not my intentions, not my zeal, and absolutely not my big mouth. (laughs) Victory comes from the Lord. The whole reason I want to communicate with people about Jesus is to let them know how wonderful and personal and incredible Jesus is, his presence. And I forgot that for a minute. And he brought me back to that and reminded me that he is the one doing the work. And I just need to come to him before, during, and after. Praise God who holds my head up high and who gives victory. How sweet of God. Only he, only he could have uprooted that deep-seated embarrassment in my heart, guys, and he did because he is faithful. He is the best. And in my failure, he still has victory. Guys, I hope your Jesus times are real and you are connecting with Jesus and being honest with him in the places of your struggle because I know he will speak to you because he is faithful. I love you guys.